episode five of Inside TBT. And man, oh man, oh man, is it a good one. We start off by breaking down the bracket, which is officially released. We tell you who we think is going to win those first round games and go on to face the guys who are waiting for them in round two who have buys. We hear from a couple of the guys from Everline Drive, JP Makura and Kaiser Gates. And we hear from the captain of the money team, Jordan Crawford, who is good friends with Floyd Money Mayweather. A very cool interview. Stick around for the whole thing at the end because it's it's awesome. It's long. It's great. Kaiser and Makura are great, too. Another great episode. But before we get to that great episode, we are presented to you by Germless Masks. Head on over to germlessmasks.com. And you can find any mask that you need. Oh, hey, Joey, you need the N65 mask because it's a little more breathable and you can wear it whenever you want? Perfect. Oh, hey, Joey, maybe you want to protect yourself a little more so you want the N170 respirator mask? Sure, go ahead. You got it. Oh, hey, Joey, you want to choose from one of their 3,000 different combinations? Maybe you want to get your mom a mask, your dad a mask for Father's Day? Head on over to germlessmasks.com. Joey, I think they have an Instagram page. Am I right? Yeah, word on the street is they do have an Instagram page. Uh, Andrew, if you wanted to follow their Instagram page, you would go to at Germless Masks. Masks. Uh, <laughs> you could get, you could find them there. Um, I know. Ooh, get used to this little little ad read, guys, because uh, if you're interested in in not the so typical masks, Germless Masks is for you. You want a tribute to Kobe? They got a Kobe mask. If you're a little bit of a hype beast, you know you got the Travis Scott lows, or you got the Travis Scott fours, you're a whatever. You got a Travis Scott mask to match it all. So um, whatever kind of mask you want, if you're if you're a little subdued guy, you just want a little black mask. They got it. Doesn't matter. They got it all. Any kind of mask that you need, they're more than capable of getting it for you. I'm gonna come up with a little jingle for them right now. Hey, do you need a germless mask? Well, head on over to germless masks. Right. All right, and now. <laughs> We're going to get to today's episode, and you guys are listening because the bracket has just been revealed. Selection Tuesday. We know who's in. Wow. wow we've wow, known wow, who's wow, in. Wow, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've known. We've known, but we've kept it a secret from you guys because we know all. But, no, in all seriousness, hopefully your team got in. Uh, obviously, there were some really good teams that got left out. Uh, we don't won't need to do – our analysis of that because that's already been done on the selection show and that's not why you're here what you're here for is to hear our expert opinions on what happens next so andrew you want to take us through uh through the bracket and we'll talk about it as we go make sure you guys have the bracket pulled up while you're listening to this yeah so we have let me count to be sure we have eight first round games the round of 24 or as i like to call it the terrific 24 who will meet eight teams that have buys in the Sweet 16. I'm going to run through those teams that have buys to the Sweet 16 right now. You got the one seed, Carmen's crew, the defending champs, as Joey likes to say, the champs until proven differently. Proven otherwise. Proven otherwise. You got overseas elite, who some may say are looking for their fifth championship. Well, that's a fact. A lot of people would say that. (laughs) You got Bayheim's army, who we think is due for a title. You got the four seed, the Golden Eagles, the Marquette alumni. (laughs) Always, always there. They were the runner-ups last year. They have a great fan base. Unfortunately, (laughs) no fans this year, but they do have a great fan base. The five seed, 
Bring it on down to Everline Drive. Kaiser Gates, J.P. McCura. That team is going to be tough to beat this year in TBT. In the sixth seed, Challenge ALS. They'll be playing the winner of Team Hines and Sideline Cancer. We'll get, we'll get that to more. We got a potential second-round matchup of Challenge ALS versus Sideline Cancer, which is going to be tough to cheer against either one of those teams. <laughs> Two great causes. And then we got the money team, the seventh seed. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is not going to want to see a money team loss in the round of 16. And the eight seed, Red Ooh, the red scare Ooh, coming in at the eight seed. That's your sweet 16 right there. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, we'll go matchup by matchup. And we're going to oh tell God. you guys each what we think. Okay. The first matchup, we got the 16 versus 17 game house of pain, which is Illinois alumni plus a couple other great guys against war Tampa winner playing Carmen's crew. Joey, who wins that game? That's a tough game because we like the war. We like we're Fletcher McGee podcast. We know Fletcher McGee is on War Tampa, but I'm gonna I'm the Big Ten guy, so I'm gonna pick the Illinois alumni team. Give me House of Pain. I have vested interest in that team because Michael Tulip, their coach, their GM, is one of my good buddies. Um, not only do I like, am I biased? I also genuinely think that team is really, really good. I think. Matt Mooney, who's an NBA guy who played in the NBA this past season, plus a guy, Mike Dom, the dominator. I had a front row seat for him having 24 and 10 against us in the NCAA tournament. Those are two non-Illinois guys, non-Illinois alumni guys, that really take that team to another level. I, I'm picking Illinois mostly because of the bias, but with a hint of actual reasoning behind it. So something that I need to say that we probably should have said at the beginning of this episode – what you'll notice during our interviews is, <laughs> is we tell all our guys that you got two new fans in us right here. And we really believe that because all the guys that we've interviewed and really all 24 of these teams, it's a group of really awesome dudes with, with different messages, with different, you know, causes that they're playing for, et cetera, et cetera. So when we say that, we're not just like being idiots saying like, oh, we love you guys. We're big fans now. Like we're legitimately fans of these teams and these guys. And it's hard for us to pick games because – we want everyone to succeed, so, but we got to do it. We also should note, and we should have said this at the beginning, that there are two standby teams in case something happens, um, whether it's, God forbid, a positive test from someone or they just can't make it out there for whatever reason because it's not easy to make it across the country for some of these teams. And those teams are Jimmy V, which is another great cause, and D2, which is if you ask anyone who's been a fan of TBT, they've been around forever and they played an awesome brand of basketball. So you're in good hands if for some reason your favorite team can't make it. Uh, there's really good teams waiting in the wing as well. We have to mention that before we, we go any further as yeah. well. But like Andrew said, uh, we, we get into it with, with our interview with Jordan Crawford from the money team. Andrew refers to it as, 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 as not what I refer to. I, we can be bought. You convince us in whatever way, I'm happy to root for it. Whether that's gear, money, I don't care. I mean, we can be bought. You can, you can say whatever you want, and we will sing your praises like no one's business. Um, but in all seriousness, like any human being, when we get to know someone, we want to root for them. So that's what kind of happens is we interview these guys, and we're just like, 
whatever happens, happens. And then, oh, shoot, it turns out to be an incredible interview. The guy's awesome, and, and he is a lot of fun, and he's a great basketball player. Yeah, we're going to root for him now. And with that being said, that's where I'm taking War Tampa to beat House of Pain in the first round. Our guy, Fletcher McGee, advances to the second round to play Carmen's Grew. All right, the 9 versus 24, which is really the technically – Seeding-wise is the biggest mismatch in the first round, which is Big X, the nine seed, against the Jackson, Tennessee underdogs. That's a pretty good name to be the underdogs and be the, and be the 24th the out of the 24 seeds. Joey, who wins that game? Uh, I mean, unfortunately, back-to-back vested interest games. Uh, I can't pick against Big X. Those are my teammates and some of my best friends in the world. So uh, I'm going to go with Big X. I think uh, Nick Ward is going to be a lot to handle. I don't care who they who who is matching up against him. And if Dockage is on the court, for some reason, teams play well when he plays. So um, give me Big X. I just want so badly for Big X. You know, obviously they got to beat Red Scare, but if they can play Carmen's Crew, I mean that's my chef's kiss. That's my dream. Yeah, the Jackson, Tennessee underdogs have a lot of good guys. Their team looks good. <laughs> Obviously, every like an upset could happen so easily, and because we know it's TBT, it's not really an upset. I think, I think if this game gets out of hand early, it's a big X win. But I think if it comes down to the Elam ending, we know anything can happen there, and and the twenty four seed Jackson Tennessee underdogs could could get the win. So I think it all depends on what the score is going into the Elam ending, and I know that sounds obvious, but. <laughs> It all depends on the score. When the buzzer sounds and that final basket's made, it all, it all depends, depends on the score. Is. Has reached the target score. That, my friends, is what decides winning and losing. But what I really mean is, in going the words the- of my good friend Mark Titus, <laughs> you got to make shots. I do think that going into this game, obviously Big X is the favorites, but I think we could quickly see early on in the game that we may be mistaken. Yeah, I think that the best thing about TBT, and it's way better when they're 64 teams, don't get me wrong, is that you just have no idea what you're going to get, and you really don't know who you're playing against until you get out there, you know? So that that is a game that I have circled because everyone is singing the praises of Big X, and they got to prove it, you know? They, the yeah. other teams are proven. They've won one one game in, or two games in, in two years, right? That's it, whereas these other teams consistently are winning two games for the past, like, four years. So, yeah. Let's, let's see him prove it. I'm call, calling you out, Dockage. See you prove it. Next up, we got Team CP3, the 13 seed versus the 20 seed Mid-American Unity. For both, of these, for both of these teams, and obviously there's a little underlying uh, LeBron versus CP3 competition, but I need to see the uh, finalized Mid-American Unity roster Absolutely. before I give a, an official prediction. But, but you Team have to. CP3, Team so CP3, no. Team CP3 dropped their team earlier yes. this week, and it looks really, really, really good. And if those guys are all there, they're going to be tough to beat. But if Mid American Unity could channel that uh, that inner Romeo Travis energy, he had a couple fifty point games last year overseas. I don't know if you can stop a guy scoring fifty points. Yeah, I'm going to take CP Team CP3 solely based on the fact that I have a signed Chris Paul jersey hanging in my bedroom. All right, and I'm going to take uh, Mid-American Unity because I got a LeBron ball in my bedroom. Okay. I, guys, I promise you we're not going to disagree on everything just for the heck of it, but I think we're three for three on, on picking again. Or did you pick Big X? What was your pick? 
My official pick for that was Big X. Okay. All right, cool. Well, All who's, right. Who's next? Next, we got 12 versus 21, the 12 seed brotherly love against the 21 seed Stillwater Stars. In my opinion on this, a lot of Oklahoma State alumni on that team that are the Stillwater Stars. If that That's chemistry, that. if that chemistry is flowing early, I might have to go with the 21 seed there. Joe, what do you think? So you, so you like to wait to see how the games are going before you make your pick. I think that's a smart strategy. Yeah, I live bet games. <laughs> yeah. I, <clears throat> I think that the firepower that um, Oklahoma State team has, like Phil Forte, no one's talking about him. He, is, he was an incredible college player, that, and no one's talking about him. You add to that. NBA caliber guys like LeBron Nash and Markel Brown, I, I think that they might have too much offensive firepower. Granted, I won't lie to you guys, I know much more about the Oklahoma State team than I do brotherly love. But regardless, I'm going to pick Oklahoma State because I, I tend to side with the alumni teams just because of that chemistry, like what you're saying. Well, that's a good lead into the next matchup, the 19-seed men of Mackey taking on the 14-seed team Heartfire. This is too easy for us. Well, we, we, I, we don't spoil anything. Don't spoil anything. Let me say this. We love Team Heartfire for reasons we can't quite explain yet. But hint, hint, it's because someone came on the show. <laughs> but I'm going to pick Team Heartfire because of that, but also because of the cause that they're playing for. And also, they might have the most talented best player in the entire tournament in Isaiah Austin. Plus... I don't really like Purdue. Okay. Like, so I'm not gonna at say all. This. I don't really like them at all, period. I'm going to say this. We've talked about, hint, hint, wink, wink, how important coaching is in TBT. Yes. And Team Heartfire's got a pretty darn good coach in Coach Homer Drew. I'm taking Some Team Heartfire as well. the entire tournament. Some have said that. Jared Solinger may, may tell you differently. There's a bunch of good coaches I, in this tournament. I, I don't think he would. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm going Team Hardfire also. So it looks like we've actually agreed on the last few, Stillwater Stars and, and Team Hardfire. Well, okay, who you got for the, for the next one, which is what, Team Hines, Sideline Cancer, right? Team Hines versus Sideline Cancer, 22 – just your classic 22-11 game. <laughs> it's um, weird when it's one bracket, you know? Speaking of best player in the tournament – that might have to go to Brandon Paul, and we're going to see him potentially put on a show. I think Team Hines wins that game. They are stacked. Sideline Cancer's good. They have maybe the best scorer in the league in Marcus Keene. We know he can – He this is the competition that he does this against too. But, I mean, Brandon Paul is pretty darn good. I, I, Team Hines is good. I think I'm advancing Team Hines to the next round. I like Team Hines also because of – People that they haven't named that we know are going to play because we, you just wouldn't expect anything less. I, I think some of those guys are game changers. Couple that with the fact that they were they were one possession away from playing for the championship last year. I, I think they're a no-brainer to advance beyond the first round, I think, in my opinion. The next matchup. <laughs> West Virginia. The 10 seed against the 23 seed. Heard that. Can Classic you say West upset Virginia. alert? Can you say upset alert, Joe? That what is, are you saying? Th that's the – oh, man. When we talk about how TBT likes to put the pieces together and, and like, little tiny – little tiny uh, – what, what am I what, – what are they called? 
They're the puppets. puppets. They're the puppets you know, behind puppeteers. the scenes. Yeah. You got a little West Virginia rivalry right here. Like, this West Virginia team last year had guys that are on heard that. So they did that on purpose. But, yeah, we know who we're going with. I – I love everything about Herb that from their players to the way they play. Their coach is going to wear a sport coat with a shirt underneath. I mean, it's just – I just with a T-shirt, let me say. I just – I love Herb that. I think that their style is so boomer bust. They might win the game by 50 or lose by 50. There's no in between. And it's funny because we love Herb that because of John Elmore. And Best Virginia is sitting there as one of the teams that could be holding the trophy. Yeah, the they last. might win it all. But just know <laughs> that we were so incredibly wrong when we said they were going to lose in the first round. Yeah, but but – we could, another hint, hint, wink, wink, be having a best Virginia guy on here pretty soon, and our minds could be swayed. We can be bought. We can He's, be changed. He has an uphill battle because I don't know if anyone is from telling – I mean, John Elmore gave me an Andrew spot on the team, and, and he plays like an upgraded version of myself. So I haven't I haven't been given a spot on a on a team since sophomore year of high school, and John Elmore shows up with that golden ticket envelope that says you guys are on team heard that, and heck yeah we're on team heard that we're riding them all the way to their second round potential loss against the money. <laughs> who are we gonna cheer for if that game happens, man? I'll tell you who. Whoever gives us socks. True. All right, and the final game. Wink, wink. The final game of the first round. Armored athlete versus power of the paw. Joey, you got a quarter or, or a nickel over there with you? Yeah, seriously. I mean, like, uh, two teams that just, like, haven't gotten any publicity, I would say, especially from us. I think that, like, we might not – we're not going to talk about it at all and go in-depth about it at all because we just don't know as much as we know about some of the other teams. And it'll turn out to be the best game of the first round. And – uh, I'm going to take Armored Athlete because they played in the tournament a, a billion years versus the Clemson alumni team has only played in half a billion years. Joey, have you ever been more excited than to just sit on your couch on July 4th? Yeah, with a couple beers in my, in my system, yeah. Exactly. Just <laughs> sit there watching some good basketball. If we go outside, we're tossing on our germless masks to walk down the street. <laughs> Not in Ohio, they don't care, but I'll wear it still. I, no one else will be. I am I am so excited about the tournament and the bracket getting released. It's like almost it's like a teaser. Imagine if the March Madness bracket came out and the and the games didn't start for like two and a half more weeks. Like yeah. it's just I'm I'm so excited right now. And before we get to our interviews, just a just a quick recap of what we said. So Joey has House of Pain. I got War Tampa playing Carmen's crew in the Sweet 16. We both got Big X playing Red Scare. For now, we said Team CP3 playing Golden Eagles in the second round, but we know that Mid-American Unity could be adding some more guys. We took Stillwater Stars over Brotherly Love to play Eberline Drive. Heartfire against Bayheim's Army, second round. Oh, that'll be a good game if it <laughs> happens. Team Hines over Sideline Cancer, unless Marcus Keen, Marcus Keen's it up. Best Virginia versus Heard That. We're taking Heard That, which we know – we may regret, but it's our guy. It's our guy, John Elmore. And armored athlete versus power of the paw, as we said, we're not really sure. But, Joey, do you think, <laughs> do you think that team is armored athlete or power of the paw has a shot against overseas elite in round two? No, because I think overseas elite – they I think Bayheim's Army, it's their turn. But if I had to pick someone else, it's overseas elite. They're just – I don't know. They're just – they just – 
play basketball and win. I don't know. It's, I, 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 I have a great question for you. Okay. Yeah, give me, give me, I got a great answer. Last question before we get to our interviews, which we have teased you guys about because they're great. Okay. If Carmen's crew didn't win last year, and this is the first year of the tournament. Okay. And Carmen's crew's not the defending champs. Who's the one seed in this tournament? I think that you'd probably – there's never been a, a TBT game before. You, you've never seen these te- – there's been TBT tournaments, but these teams have never played in it. Gotcha. Um, so you know, this, you know that well, alumni teams do better than others often. You know about the Elam ending, but you've never seen these teams actually do I it. think overseas elite probably just because they're just pros, pros. I don't know. I think that – you have a guy like Joe Johnson who is a, uh, an NBA all-star and he's not far off his prime, you know? I don't know. That's what I would think. I just think, like, this is so crazy because, like, I think in the NCAA tournament, I said this on our, on our old podcast all the time when people asked about the NCAA tournament, like, the path is almost it's, – it's just as important as how you're, as how you're is playing well in the games. The path determines so much. And in the TBT, I think that's the same thing. Like, Carmen's crew has a gigantic, gigantic advantage being the one seed because they're – yes, they're they, – maybe they're not – every team is great, but they're probably not playing the strongest team in the second round, whereas, you know, like, <laughs> I'm just looking at it. Like, the fact that, like, Marquette, who came in second last year, is going to have to play either Team CP3 or Mid-American Unity is insane. Like, that is going to be an incredible game. Just like Team Hines is going to play Challenge – or Sideline Cancer is going to be Challenge ALS, like, that will be an incredible game. So, I it think just, that- it's It sucks because – and sucks is kind of the wrong word because we're going to love these games. Like, heard that, who we are so excited to watch, might only get one game this year. But that's, that's the nature of basketball. And, like, yeah. I, no one is complaining about that because, no. you know, I think it's great. I just – who, who do you think, you know – I know we're just keep teasing the interviews, but we'll get to them. Who do you, what do you see as a a potential matchup later on that you'd be excited about? And I'll give one as well. And then we'll move on. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited that we could see a Bayheim's army team Heinz matchup in the quarterfinals. And I'm not going to go further than the quarterfinals just because we know crazy stuff's going to happen. But in the quarterfinals, we could see a Bayheim's Army, Team Hines potential matchup, which we know that's some of the best guys. And that's, that's who we say right now could be the best player in the tournament, Brandon Paul, going against what we think might be the team that's due for a championship, Bayheim's Army. And when two high powers clash like that, you see something crazy. So that's what I think. And, and to play your game a little bit, a potential semifinal game that we could see, which is exciting, is – and I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I mean, overseas elite versus Bayheim's Army would be, would be special. And yeah. but that's – but that's the two – that's the two-three seed. And then a rematch of Carmen's crew and Golden Eagles wouldn't be as exciting because they played before, but you know it's two of the best teams. Yeah. I – what about you? If I'm, if I'm sticking to the quarterfinal matchup, I'd like to see. I'm going to stay in the bottom part of the bracket. <laughs> the money team versus overseas elite would be awesome. I think that it is bo- – both of those teams are overseas all-stars, and they know each other, and they have probably played against each other or even with each other. 
I think that would be an awesome game. I think – Well, Joey, if it was if it was AAU, Overseas Elite would be Overseas Elite A, and the money team would be Overseas Elite B. Yeah, and you Team know? Hines is also that same team yeah. too. Like, yeah. I, I, I love the Overseas, like, influence that this season really has or this, yeah. this tournament really has. I think the other – if I'm going top of the bracket – Wow, I, it's it's dumb of me to say I'm not as excited, but Dayton versus Carmen's crew would be fun to see just because that's it's in Ohio, battle alumni teams. The game was so great last year when they played. But in terms of championship, like I I want Carmen's crew to play against every single team that has a – like I want them to play against Bayheim's Army, Heartfire, Team Hines, Money Team, Overseas Elite. I want them to play against all those teams, and they're only going to play – one of them, maybe. So that's, I just, th- that's why they have such a huge advantage. That's, that, that just takes Speaking, that, speaking of the Carmen's crew who we'd like to see, I would have liked to see, you know, a Carmen's crew heard that matchup, which is a, which is a run your offense. We've played together, slow the ball down. Yeah. Carmen's crew against go, 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 heard that. I would love to see John Elmore versus Aaron Kraft. That would yeah. be very fun. But yeah, I, I would also like to see Big X versus Carmen's crew, and I don't want to go on record and say that's not going to happen, but it's going to be very hard for Big X in basically back-to-back days to beat the underdogs and then beat Dayton because Dayton is really damn good, which we know. So, Last thing we'll say, which is the fifth last thing we'll say, do not be surprised if Carmen's crew does not make it to the quarterfinals because House of Pain and Ward Tampa are two really, really good teams. But also don't be surprised if Carmen's crew wins the whole thing again. That's that's what we're talking about this summer. You know why, Andrew? Is- you know why you wouldn't be surprised? Because they are the champs until proven otherwise. And with that, J.P. Makura, Kaiser Gates, followed by Jordan Crawford, Inside TPT. All right, we now welcome on to Inside TBT. A couple of Xavier alumni and now leading the way for Everline Drive, J.P. McCura and Kaiser Gates. Gentlemen, welcome on to the show. How's it going? And thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Of course. We are very excited to have you guys on the show, just as I'm sure that you guys are excited that you're going to be playing basketball here in a couple weeks. For the first time in I don't know how long. It's been a while. So how did you guys – obviously, you guys were college teammates, but how did you guys find your way to Eberline Drive specifically? I'll go first. Um, Go ahead. Matt Matt reached out to me quite a bit on Instagram. And honestly, I didn't really know much about it or I didn't do any research back then. And then kind of when the virus came around, I was like, I really need to play basketball. And I talked to my agent and I hit him up and I was like, I'm in. Pretty simple. Yeah. For me, it was more so. I think mine was more so through JP, really. Like, um, my agent had hit me up after JP. I guess hit up Aaron, and um, he was like, "Hey, JP playing um in this TBT tournament. Like, the team will uh like you to come play too." I'm like, uh, you know, I, I haven't played basketball once. I'm I'm definitely down to. So my mine was right through JP. I guess the follow up question to that is, how good a shape are you guys in right now? Are you ready to play basketball? I'm not at the moment, but I'm trying to get there. <laughs> I've been just—I just got back into the gym, so I'm, I'm slowly making my way. No, I, I've been in the gym. I think I'm 
in good basketball shape right now. I'll get there though. What is, you, what has been your access to the gym like throughout, you know, quarantine? Do you guys have a hoop to, to, to shoot at? Or was it just like all on your own in a basement prison style? I mean, there's some, but like I have a sport court in my house, like my parents' house, but you can't, you can work out, I guess a little bit, but I don't want to go full speed because I don't want to wipe out. Um, but there's some gyms opening up now that I'm starting to get into. Lifetime's open back up. So it's been a little bit more easy to get to, into a gym. So a, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of potential draft picks playing in this. And then there's a lot of players like yourselves. Are you guys more in this for the potential grand prize? Or are you trying to kind of showcase your skills a little bit at this stage of your careers? I'd say both, honestly. Um, 100%. But I think it's a great opportunity for us because it's the only thing that's going to be on at the moment. Um, for basketball wise so I think it's a good opportunity for us to showcase our skill set and then if we happen to win take home a bunch of cash would be great too <laughs> guys are you're laughing over there what are you thinking I mean the exact same thing JP was thinking I mean just a great time to like he said kind of showcase yourself it's the only thing on right now so a lot of people are going to be tuned in watching and then like you said if we play well enough and win then it's always nice to go home with a little bit of extra money more than a more than a little bit of extra money. More than a little bit of extra money. <laughs> More than a little bit. Um, you know, this is your guys' first first experience, correct? So um, is there any team or individual player that you guys are like, I, I really want to get a chance at playing them? Honestly, I don't really know all the teams. Like, I just – I really only know ours. And I looked up Ohio State and Marquette just because their team yeah. actually have a school team. Um, other than that, I Syracuse does too, V. Huh? Syracuse has one too. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even pay attention to them. There's a lot of there's a lot of alumni teams. It's like half and half alumni yeah. teams and and together teams. I mean, yeah, I haven't I haven't really done too much research. I only know like our team. Well, Tuesday when this comes out, when the bracket is released, it'll be time to do some more research, JP. I'll tell you that. For sure, for sure, I will. I'll scout the guys. <laughs> And Kaiser, list though, you don't you don't know what you don't know. That's good. <laughs> exactly. So, obviously, you guys have played together, and I'm sure you're psyched to get back on the court, share the court. But who else okay. from your team are you guys excited to get a chance to play with? I mean, I want to play with Josh because he's a great point guard, and I think yeah. he can floor very well, and he's a great team player. So I'm excited for that. But honestly. I've seen a lot of those guys play. Um, Dusty looks like he can get buckets, so I'm excited to play with him as well. Yeah, I think uh, Josh, he lit us up this year. <laughs> so <Same. laughs> it'll be nice to be on the other end of that, like, you know, ha having him on my team as opposed to going against him. So that I think that'll be fun to play with, obviously, JP. Um, yeah, I feel like we got a pretty good group of guys all around, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm excited to play with everybody. I know you guys aren't too – oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just saying I'm excited to get back on the court. <laughs> no, and we're – and I think uh, I speak for everyone, but uh, as fans, we're just excited to see some – that orange ball bounce on the floor. It, doesn't, it almost doesn't matter who's out there, you know? Sure. Um, but I guess you guys, you're not too familiar with, you know, the other teams that are going on until Tuesday when you, when you, you know, when it's finalized. How familiar are you with 
just the setup of a TBT game in general, whether it's um, the style of play, um, the Elam ending, you know, how familiar are you guys with that stuff? I mean, I just look at it like March Madness, honestly. So I think the style of play might be a little bit different. Um, I think March mm-hmm. Madness might be a little bit more organized, but I actually don't know. So I just got to figure that out when we get there. I've heard some teams was uh, like playing like pickup type games. Some teams like have plays and stuff. Like, I don't know if pickup uh, gets you too far, but well, I, I have no clue. I have no clue. What I'm, any of the pickup teams? Well, one last year was it Scarlet. Yeah, well, it was Scarlet Gray, but their new name is Carmen's Crew. But they did win last year. Yeah, and I think they beat the uh, the Marquette alumni team in the finals, and I think they. You, I think your guys' team was in the Final Four last year, if I'm not for sure. But in 2000, no, you were Elite Eight last year, and in 2018, you guys were the runner-up. So you got you got some big shoes to fill this year. Oh yeah, we're ready. You want to hear a uh, a crazy stat? Let's hear it. In 2014, <laughs> Sports <laughs> Illustrated called Eberline Drive the worst team in TBT 2014. You know what's good? It's not 2014 anymore. <laughs> exactly. Six years later, yeah. here we are as one of the favorites. Yeah. I think hats off to the GM right there. I like it. What a fun stat that was. <laughs> you guys are kind of like – What was on that team? Um, well, Sports Illustrated said it was just a group of friends. So, I don't know <laughs> if I could find I, – I feel like it might have been a couple of guys like Joey and I on that team. Oh, we're on the same level? For TBT, we're on the same level. Uh, but, negative, Ghost Rider. But I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, how the games end in I'm TBT. Not. Is it special? It is special. special. It yeah. is special. So it's something called the Elam ending, which you guys should probably – JP, you got to do some research on this, all right? It's, yeah. called, I got it's called the Elam ending, and it's actually how the NBA All-Star game ended this year. Okay. Oh. Where they add points to the end. And then Kyle Lowry takes a bunch of charges. And then yeah. whichever team has the most charges yeah, that'll be the game. <laughs> no, so, so basically it's like this. It, it, eight points get added to the winning team when the clock expires. And then whoa, you, whoa. Hold on. eight points get added to the winning team's score. And then under, you guys the keep – the fir- After the first timeout under four minutes, so like the last war, right, when that timeout comes, you add eight points to the winning team score. And then it's a race to get to that. So it's like playing to 21 and pickup. It's the same kind of deal. There's a set score. So like if it's 80 to 80, first team to oh. 88 wins. There's no more clock. Okay. So that's all it is. So, so and, it's, and there's all different strategies that go into that. So so if it's 70 to 80, it's still first to 88. Yep. Yes. So that obviously that's, that's, that's there's an advantage in winning JP, you don't go. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, every every game ends on a game-winning shot, which is really cool. So my question to you guys, it's we 80. We don't know who's taking the shot. <laughs> well, there you go. That sounds figure. like that sounds like someone who's out. not taking the shot right there. We got to figure it out. <laughs> I might launch it from half. <laughs> that might be the highest percentage shot. We were talking to do you guys know that Marshall plays like a crazy different style of basketball? Yeah. We were talking to some guys from Marshall. Marshall. They were like, that might be the highest percentage shot if we if we need a three. So, you're not alone. Can't get one off. Just launch it from half. Do you, do you think uh, if you guys win this tournament, do you think the trophy should go in the 
Xavier trophy case as well as the TBT trophy case. Might as well. We got two players. <laughs> so, well, LSU too, but. Oh There's well. a couple of Alabama guys too, right? It's all right. We'll take it. Who went to Alabama? Then Dusty, no, Ar- Dusty Hands went to Arkansas, right? Yeah, he went to Arkansas. Um, someone, I, Josh yeah, no, Josh, oh no. Josh went to like Huntsville or something, yeah. right? Like Alabama yeah. Huntsville. Division two legend. You guys yeah. are kind of like a kind of like a ragtag team. You're kind of like the Avengers. I hear people are calling you the Avengers of TBT. That's we'll what I'm hearing. It. We'll take it. <laughs> which, uh, which Avengers would you guys choose? <laughs> I want to be Thor. Ooh. I don't even know all the Avengers, honestly. You got a lot of research to do on a lot of different you're watching, things. You're watching Uncut Gems when you could be watching any Avengers movie? Yeah, I might have to turn it on because Uncut Gems is awful. <laughs> I recommend Spider-Man. That's that's my favorite Avengers movie. What, the most recent one? Yeah. The Far From Home? That was a good uh-huh. one. I'm gonna put you guys. I'm gonna put you guys on the spot right here. You ready? Uh-oh. Obviously, when you were teammates, there was stuff in each other's games that you might not have loved. So, what are you hoping that the other one no longer does on the court and has corrected? <laughs> um, he'll probably say defense about me, but I've become a better defender <laughs> over the years, so that's no longer an issue um, for him. I can't really think of anything, honestly. I, wow. I haven't think about it. Like I play my role for the most part. Yeah. If he's not making, um, I don't know why you put it out there, then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Nah, JP. Yeah. Um, I would have said defense, but he's definitely improved that a lot, a lot the last two years from what I've seen playing against him and everything. So. Can't really say too much, to be honest. I appreciate it. That's so sweet of you guys. Such great teammates. <laughs> That's my brother for real. Well, obviously, there's going to be a lot of good chemistry out on the court. Are you nervous about not really getting a whole lot of practices with the guys and kind of just having to throw it all together? Uh, uh, I mean, everybody's in the same position, really, so I'm not really too worried about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really nervous at all, but – I was excited to get out there and actually start playing basketball again. Can you pitch to us, both of you guys, why we should be Everline Drive fans this summer and why you guys are taking home the grand prize? Um, I think we have a great roster. And we have some phenomenal players at each position. There you go. <laughs> and chemistry is somehow is going to be phenomenal. Then we- then we're gonna have a lot of a lot of uh we have a few highlight plays this year. Some to give, some to share for, you know what I'm saying? Um Yeah, Josh is yeah, gonna catch a lot of good play. You said what? Josh is gonna catch a lob on somebody's head. I'm feeling it. It's what about I get one, JP? What about if you're talking to to Z, what do you guys call Xavier fans? Musketeer Nation or something? What are they? X Nation? <laughs> Sure, all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. What are you all telling Musketeer Nation about Everline Drive? And besides the fact that you guys are on the team, why should they be rooting for you guys? Or is that the only reason why? That's the only reason. Hey, what have what they got the root for it for? They definitely should tune in instead of watching, like, NASCAR or something. I don't even know. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of Xavier, um, 
I didn't want to bring this up necessarily, but like, did you guys, do you guys remember playing Ohio State in uh, the preseason close scrimmage, secret scrimmage? Yeah. I don't remember it, honestly, but. Uh, that was your uh, junior year, PJ. That's awful. My junior year? No, your senior year. I don't remember much. <laughs> that was your senior Only year. because, JP, you had like a bum ankle or something, I think. And um, we had one of our guys who barely played was talking, uh, talking some smack to you. And you turned around and had the best line in my four years of college basketball in terms of smack talk, which was, will you shut up? And this is not the exact words because there was some profanity. Will you shut up? I don't even know who you are. In a secret scrimmage, in a secret scrimmage with no – you can hear every word that's said the whole time on the court. And us on the bench, at, specifically at the end of the bench where the coaches can't hear us, were literally laughing so hard we put our hands on our faces and had to, like, turn around. Yeah, I sounds like something JP would say. I probably didn't know who he was. <laughs> I don't know why you would. It was just very, it, it was just very, just, just, just know that it resonates with more than just the guy you're telling. That's that, that it, it was good. That's funny. J, JP, you've had some funny lines over the years. A few. I, I went to, uh, I went to Mizzou. Okay, and you ruined one of the greatest moments. Potentially one of the greatest moments of my college career is that early season tournament, Mizzou Xavier 2016, the overtime game. You remember it? No, but inform me. Oh well, my God. Uh, what's it called? Um, I remember it. I wasn't even playing. That was my freshman year. Yeah. I'm looking at the stats. You were not, you did not play. <laughs> but JP, you played, you had 19 points. You played 42 minutes. How do you not remember this game? I don't know. Overtime against Mizzou, Terrence Phillips got called for like a weird offensive foul and then they took the points away and you beat Mizzou 83-82. That was almost one of the coolest moments of my college career, ruined by you. So thank you. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Andrew, he doesn't remember he doesn't remember games because he played – these guys played in all of the games, unlike me, who I played in one out of every five games. So, like, <laughs> I remember them all, you know, whereas – they got they got too many games. Like I can count how many points I scored because it's only on you know a couple of hands, you know. Yeah, so we, they you kind of just move on to the next one right away. Yeah, exactly. Me, like I I I get five games to celebrate before <laughs> before I have to go back in, you know. So <laughs> JP and I, Kaiser, I'll ask you the same thing, so you can go look in the meantime. Do you know what the first picture that comes up is when you Google yourself? Mm, no, maybe my mugshot. I don't know. <laughs> is that a, is that really what you think it is? No, I actually don't know what it would, what it would be. It's you in a Cavs jersey, which is very cool. That that's what comes up. Oh, that's nice, Kaiser. <laughs> what what do you think comes up for you? Um, I have no clue, not the slightest. It's you in a it's you in a Celtics jersey, just as cool. You for sure Google yourself. <laughs> I would have guessed Red Claws, to be honest with you. There is a Red Claws, and there's a uh, Windy City Bulls picture. I think I went to a game when you were playing on the Windy City Bulls. How was that? Did we win or lose? Um, I think you – You're supposed won. to say I don't remember, Andrew. <laughs> I don't remember, but I think you won. It was a good game. Have you guys Have you guys played each other since you were at Xavier? Yeah. yeah. When? In Both Vegas. Years. And I lit them up in Vegas. Did you? Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure we won the game, didn't we? Yeah, but I had 15 in the first quarter. <laughs> What'd you do after that? What'd you say? What'd you do after that? I had 21. <laughs> so you remember you remember your you remember your exact stats in that loss, but you don't remember the Mizzou overtime game, which was a win. What a I, odd. I don't even remember I was, I was playing a former teammate. That's the only reason why. Yeah, there's nothing, I remember there's nothing notable about that. No, nah, JP, the only thing I remember about that game is um right at the end of the first quarter, I got switched out on you. And you, you know, what I'm you know what play I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I cashed it from the top of the key. Yes. <laughs> I remember. Oh my God, I know I'm about to hear about it from somebody. <laughs> I got, I got a question for both of you guys about your on-court style, and I'll start with Kaiser. Uh, do you still wear the ninja headbands? <laughs> they banned those, actually. But like, and sometimes workouts it will. But sometimes, like, I switch over to the different headbands. Like, it doesn't have the um little things that hang but it's still like the same material it's still like the tennis style one where they like push your hair up and stuff yeah the other one gives me headaches for some reason the regular one yeah. <laughs> well i it's so funny because i used to joking around would wear headbands and workouts at sometimes and it really does it g gave me a headache too if you're not yeah, used to it, like, it is kind of like tight on your head obviously i, I mean i don't know maybe we're just soft <laughs> no nah, i'm not going for that <laughs> Could be it. Wait, but my follow-up question for JP is, I ha I haven't seen the sleeves in a long time. Are they coming back out in the TBT? Honestly, probably not. It gets way too hot. <laughs> Why so did I'm you wear sleeves in the first place? Because it was cold? Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. I'm about to start a petition for you to wear them again. <laughs> no, you need to get, like, a medical note. Oh, like really? A, yeah, because I had – eczema on my like arms and legs so i like got a medical note and they let me wear long sleeves okay that's valid but really? I, there's no way way the ninja headbands oh. the tbt just so you know what'd you say what'd you say i said there's no rules well i guess there's no rules for the long sleeves either to my knowledge but there's definitely no rules against the ninja headbands so you can bring that oh, then i'll be bringing it back out I yes. the long sleeve for the uh for Maybe the you listeners will, you wear the ninja headband with me <laughs> Maybe. Honestly. I'm going to bring you one. Right. <laughs> yes. For the listeners who are wondering why this interview is not like a traditional interview, it's because it's just a couple of bros being dudes right here. Just four guys, exactly. all, all about the same age, getting ready to watch some hoops and play some hoops this summer. So that's why you're getting just a relaxed, chill interview right here. And I think this might be one of my favorite interviews ever. I don't know about you, Joe. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> So how, how do they usually go? No, usually. I think it depends. It depends on the guys because, um, you know, a lot of guys are – they aren't expecting – you know, we don't – we're not the traditional interviewers, you know. We're not we're not here to ask the hard questions and, like, hear about your life story and stuff. We're more so asking you about your style on the court and trying to get you guys to smile, you know. So Basically shooting the shit. Exactly. That's exactly. We're gonna have to We're going to have to beep that out. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah that's too far that's that's too casual no worries no but but it depends we've had guys who who aren't into it you know and then we have to kind of change shift gears but then at the same time like we had like john elmore on and he was all about it so we were just like shooting the shit with him for like 30 minutes straight just like this you know so it just depends
We have to beep that out too. Yeah, yeah, we'll beep that out. A question that I do have for you guys, though. So something that's really cool about TBT is there's guys of all ages playing in it. You know, if, if Joey was playing in it, he'd potentially be going up against Aaron Kraft, who is one of his favorite players growing up. Are there any guys like that for you that are either either in TBT or you've played at any level that you were like, damn, I grew up, like, idolizing this guy, and now I'm guarding him? I mean, Aaron Kraft's a big one. Like, when I was younger, I really loved watching him play. Um so I think it'd be cool to potentially play him. Um, but other than that, I don't really know of too many guys that are playing, honestly. I mean, yeah, for me, same thing. Same thing, Aaron Kraft. Um, I was a big Ohio State guy when I was, like, in middle school. So, like, I think that was probably around the time he was in college, I think. But, like, that whole team really was, like, kind of like people who I used to love watching play. So I guess them in general. What about what about as you guys have made your rounds in the, in the NBA circles, um, have you guys – ran into anyone or guarded anyone even if they were on your team they were like oh man like this is kind of crazy let me take a step back and be like wow I mean for me when I was in Charlotte I had to, I got switched on to Kemba a few times in practice and it was it was a nightmare but it was, really fun. Yeah, it was really fun at the same time uh, exact same thing well maybe with Turn Kemba also right because now he's on or because now he's on yeah, the Yeah, no, with Kimba. Yeah. yeah, with Kimba. <laughs> Training camp, I didn't, yeah, he, he's real quick, <laughs> super quick. Is he – He is he – because a lot of NBA guys say this too. Is he like the toughest guy you think there is to guard in the NBA? But, I mean, like point guard-wise, obviously like KD and LeBron are – and those guys are – that's a di- maybe a different level. But like point guard-wise, is he one of the toughest guys to stay in front of? I mean, of course. I, I think so, but I also don't know because I haven't covered a lot of them. But he's so shifty. You know, he's he's little, and he can get to his spots on the court however he wants. So I think it's more yeah. impressive that he can finish in the lane over yeah, That's seven. what impressed me the most for sure. Yeah. But no, Kimba's like, I don't know. He's just different, like, with the way he finishes. I've, I've never seen nothing like it at his size. So, so, uh, so right now – it, it seems like if you're on an NBA roster to a signed, a signed long-term deal, you can't really play in TBT. And obviously your guy's goal is to impress this summer, make some NBA teams, and be locked into the NBA for the rest of your careers. But let's say you guys are, are bouncing around overseas, G League, stuff like that. Do you think TBT is something you guys would want to be a part of moving forward just from seeing everything on social media and stuff leading up to this year's tournament? Yeah. For sure. I think just for the point of just making money, extra money, and being on a scene where you can be seen by a bunch of other people, um, I think it's good exposure and stuff like that. So I think I'd be interested in it for sure long term. Kaiser, what about you? You disappeared. I don't know where Kaiser is. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) We can still hear you. You got Boost Mobile. (laughs) Am I back yet? You're back. You're back. Okay. Um, Otto, could you repeat what you said? Because, like, I, everything happened. I just kind of like, lost my train of thought. Of He's lost. Basically, <laughs> basically, I said, with all the stuff you've seen from TBT and being a part of it so far, do you think it's something you would want to potentially be a part of moving forward in your career? Oh, yeah, I think it feels like a great opportunity ahead. So, I mean, it's definitely something I'll be open to, given how uh, the rest of the future, like, holds, whatever. All right, that's a good answer. JP, you – I don't know if you've ever been told this, but especially right now with the Nike hat and the Nike shirt, you really look like a golfer right now. 
I want to be a golfer, honestly. <laughs> I, I went golfing today, and I golfed absolutely terrible. So it was really upsetting. Guys, do you golf at all? I've been at top golf a few times. <laughs> <laughs> That's not golf, but it is what it is. I tried. I, but I'm not good, though. I can't hit the ball straight. Like, I, yeah, but were I can't you, make it go where I want it to go. Were you good at basketball the first time you picked up a basketball? Yes, probably. No, but I was taller than most people when I was a kid, so it was a little easier. <laughs> yeah, but don't you like the challenge of trying to conquer a sport? Yeah. Yeah, I when it's something I like to do. Fair. Fair. Hard. It's hard not to break your clubs, though. I, I can only imagine you as a golfer, man. I don't want to be anywhere near you if you hit a bad shot. It's frustrating. You're going to look over at the other hole and be like, hey, man, I don't even know who you are. Stop talking to me. <laughs> Is there anyone you've JP and you, you guys can both answer this, but JP, is there anyone you've you've uh had trash talk to you by that you were like, all right, I gotta stop messing with this guy? No, not really. I mean most of the times it just ends up with somebody saying like shut up, like I'm gonna beat the shit out of you, I'm gonna punch <laughs> you, or something like that. And I'll just say, I mean, go ahead. If you really Really feel the need to punch me right now. Go ahead. You'll be kicked out. We'll shoot free throws. So, doesn't really – nobody really says too much to me, honestly. Other than people that don't play and fans. So. All right. Kaiser, what about you? <laughs> nah. You know, I, I'm not as – I don't think I talk as much as JP does on the court. So, I mean, people don't necessarily talk to me too much when it comes to things like that. Yeah, but if you're wearing the ninja headband, too, people might be scared that you're going to, like, karate chop them or something. So that's why they're not messing with you. It's, intim it's an intimidation factor. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's basically, it's basically like wearing a black belt on your head. Pretty much. You can say that. All right, guys. This has been <laughs> This has been a blast. We appreciate you coming on. Before we go, any questions for us, for the Inside TBT crew? Yeah, can you send us the the bracket? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely yeah, Andrew, not. I'll uh, let me just put this out there to the world. Uh, before we started recording, Andrew, um, it, and his reasoning was to prove that we were legit. Um, started by introducing himself and letting them know that he knows the bracket but can't tell our guests. So that's how we started this. And so now they want to know, and Andrew can't tell them. So I will not. do we have a buy? You may or may not have a buy. Thank you so much. That's so <laughs> I appreciate that. I'll tell you this. On Tuesday, you will know if you have a buy or not. How's that's fair. That's fair. By the time this comes out, you'll know who you're playing, or if you're not playing anyone, or if you have a buy, or you guys might not even be in. So we'll find out <laughs> all we'll find that all out on Tuesday. You know, I'll, hopefully we're at least in. Sounds How like bad would you guys be if you did this silly interview with us and then come Tuesday morning, the bracket comes out and you guys just are not even in it? I would just be like, confused. Well, shit. I'd be confused. But you guys had fun, right? Confused. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, was a good time. <laughs> well, I'd, be, I'd be genuinely confused. You know, we're going to be texting you guys after – we're going to be texting you guys this summer after you get big wins. We're going to be like, it's all because you came on the show. So, For sure. You got a couple of Everline Drive fans over here, that's for sure. I'll text back. I don't know if Kaiser will. I will. You got to let me know who it is. If it's an unsaved number, I might not. <laughs> well, then you got to save me. Andrew. Andrew Podcast Annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely going to save you. 
Wait, All Kaiser, right. um, I asked JP this before you hopped in there, but I got I to gotta say it now. Uh, one of my really good friends is Quinn Douglas. You remember Quinn? My dog. I love Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn is my, my one of my really good friends in college. It's uh, Quinn's neighbor. So I was like, I always was with Quinn. Got, oh, yeah, that's what's up. He's got the wettest jump shot in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nah, Quinn's a good dude. I love Quinn for real. Oh, man. Had to give a quick I shot. I miss those guys. All right. You guys got any more questions for us? Because if not, we'll, we'll let you guys go. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I think we're good. All right. Thank you, guys. J.P. McCura, Kaiser Gates, Eberline Drive. We'll see you this summer. Yes, Peace out, boys. All right, we now welcome on to Inside TBT, the captain of the money team, Jordan Crawford. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. We are happy to have you. We are excited to have you. You know, this team, the money team, has kind of turned into what looks like an NBA roster overnight. Can you tell yeah, us a little yeah. bit about uh, how this team kind of has come together? Um, You know, um, this this past season, I kind of uh, just reached out to Floyd um, about trying to get a team together. And as soon as I asked him, he was all for it. So um, I reached out to him and his right-hand man, um, James, and they said, you you take the ropes and make a team. So that's what I try to do with uh, with TJ and Dan, who came from Team for Debt, and Jeff Ledbetter. So we basically took us four and tried to build a, a, around that. You've done a pretty good job of doing that, I'd say. I think it's also safe to say that the money team is the most interesting team in the TBT. I mean, no other team is backed by Floyd Money Mayweather or anyone near that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that that definitely brought some excitement to the table as well, too. So um, too bad, like, the quarantine and everything. But um, hopefully, like, for the years to come, it's just going to get bigger. Yeah, definitely. So – with the quarantine, it's obviously made it difficult for you guys to kind of play together or have any practices or anything like that. How, how do you think you guys are looking going into this thing? Um, I think we're looking pretty good. Um, we, uh, we've been keeping the communication all the time, just trying to build um, a bond um, as a group. You know, we got some guys that are closer with other guys, and I think that helps uh, just, just coming together as one. You know, the quicker you can click, the, uh, the better off it is. For you specifically, how have you been able or not able to stay in basketball shape during this uh, pandemic? Um, you know, I, I came home early around maybe three months ago. Uh, from I was in Turkey. And during that time, I kind of, uh, I don't know, I thought it was an off season, but like I kind of still stayed in like a grind mode because I never knew if we was going to get a call to go back or not. So um, I just like biked, running um lifting every day and I had a I had a ba I have a court in the backyard from when I was a kid so I would get a lot of shots up there um but it's nothing like compared to like when you start fighting over screens and playing five on five like it's a different type shape but I actually feel good like when I went back onto the court like I felt like I didn't miss a beat so I think it's pretty cool that everyone's in the same shoes for the first time you know like um you could I mean in years past guys are gonna outwork guys and that's kind of how it is all the time but now it's almost as level as a playing field as you could have just because the majority of people are, are shooting outside. Like, you know, they, they maybe they've gotten a week or two in a pickup before this thing ramps up. But besides that, it's just them by themselves. Is that something that you think that gives you guys some sort of advantage? Yeah, of course. Um, 
I think uh, it really, not even only for TBT, but for the next season and everything, you'll, you'll really see who's really took the quarantine serious as far as like just doing stuff. I mean, I know um, you still need to let your bodies rest and, and all that stuff, but at the same time, knowing this is coming up, uh, just hoping that all the guys are, are taking precautions and, and to get back in the plane because we at the end of the day, we don't want anybody in, injured, everybody be safe because it's bigger than just this. Uh, we got careers as well. Jordan, you've played uh, really all over the world from Canton, Ohio to Turkey to the TBT. You know, I'm kind of curious for you as a veteran of TBT, how does it compare to other leagues that you've played in? Um, You know, it's good just to being back and hearing like no broken English and <laughs> in front of like fans and stuff that like your family gets to come to the games. Like that's been the biggest thing. Like, because my, my parents, I usually have like a big fan base when it comes to my family, they've traveled from when I was a kid all the way up to college. And um, so when they get a chance to uh, watch me play, that's always a great thing for me too. So um, I think that's the biggest thing with family being there and just being amongst like guys, like all your friends and stuff. Cause most teams are, are built off of like relationships and stuff like that. So that's the, probably the best part about it before we get too far away from from that question i just asked i got a little bit of a, a canton connection my dad's from there i got a lot of family there curious what your experience was like in canton ohio and i think you played about 15 to 20 games there <laughs> that doesn't look good wasn't was the greatest <laughs> wasn't the greatest you know uh it was a it was a small small town uh the people people were good though don't get me wrong the people were good um amazing atmosphere there um it just wasn't a lot to do you know Kansas small city um so I really I was only there for a short period of time so I really did maybe didn't get a chance to really explore like some of the local dining and stuff like that but for the most <laughs> part I kind of just stick to myself and and try to get to the rest of the season did you yeah, go my, to the football hall of fame? That's a real question. I, I did not. I did not okay. go. Well, I mean, that's all Ken has to offer. We got to get yeah. you back there. <laughs> I know. I, I'm not – I mean, I like football, but it's nothing like – I wasn't excited. It's not worth it. To, yeah, to go. <laughs> my grandparents have uh, charged season tickets, so I'm sure they're big big fans of yours. Okay, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, definitely had a good, they definitely had a good crowd there, though. It's probably the only thing that goes on there. <laughs> Anyway, let's kind of reel this back in. Uh, we know you you talk about the differences between overseas life, you know, domestic United States life. You know, if we're reeling in TBT with that, basketball-wise, what are the differences, what are the similarities between a tournament like TBT? I mean, it's, a, it's an event. It's not a league. Versus playing overseas, playing in the G League. What do you see as differences and similarities? Um, I think the difference is, you know, it's, it's one and done. Like, so you can't have an off night. Like, it's no off nights. If you can have an off night, it's, you got to go home. So I think that's a mentally you have to be prepared. And games come fast as well, too. So you got to take care of your bodies and uh, be ready for that because sometimes you might play back-to-back -back or whatever. So um, that's tough as well, which is different than um, overseas. Um, but I think the similarities is just, it's just basketball, you know. Like, everybody's still competing. It's still like on a high level, um, and you're playing against uh, like super talented teams. Like it's not just maybe one or two or or five guys on a team. You got a whole roster field of guys that anybody comes in and anybody can kill at any time. So that's always a fun part about it. Um, even the big names, like you always want that challenge. So like I look forward to some of them challenges as well. 
you guys got a lot of, you know, former NBA players, guys are still trying to make the NBA stuff like that. Have there been any conversations between you guys, maybe like a group text, like saying like, Hey man, you're, you're our guy. You got to carry us this summer. We need you. Um, maybe not so much that, um, I think, um, the biggest thing we've been talking about is, um, basically whoever is going at the time, that's what we need to do. We're not here to, you know, ain't no hero game or nothing. Like, each person has to bring to the table something. If you if it's not your day, you still have to be able to contribute to the team. And if you're not trying to contribute to the team, then we don't want you. So what do you bring to the team? Um, I think uh, experience, uh, leadership, energy, and then um, just feeding off, every, trying to get everybody else involved, to get everybody else going, and I'll find my way through all that. All right, it's a that's the point guard mindset right there. I love that. It's a Tuesday night. You guys don't play until Thursday. What do you bring to the Columbus, Ohio quarantine party? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe a couple of Norma Techs, <laughs> ice baths. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll have some like game because some gaming systems for the guys to play. Um, I might bring in a cornhole. You know, that's a Midwest Whoa. thing. Gotta bring the cornhole. You call it oh, cornhole? Yeah. yeah, what do you guys call it? What do you call it, Andrew? I call it bago. Yeah, I call it bags. Oh, I heard bags. I heard bags. I think that's the main. So I, I, I told you I went to to school at Ohio State, and uh, everyone calls it cornhole there. Uh, and obviously, it must be an Ohio thing, right? Because For sure. I want to say it started in Ohio. Because I've never heard it called cornhole until I got to school. Okay, where are you from? Chicago. Yeah, we're both from Chicago. But I went to Mizzou, and it's it's bags at Mizzou. I've heard bags before, though. I heard that. Midwest is is cornhole or bags. I've heard people call it all types of stuff other places. But, like, I agree that the the, the argument is it's either cornhole or bags. It's nothing yeah, else. I, I've it's heard not bag That was a kid. Yeah, I, I never heard that one. <laughs> never heard that one. I was worried to say it because I was like, no one else is going to know this one. I don't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, never heard that one. Um, I, I want to take a step back again. I keep doing that, but I, it's too, I got to ask you, you talked about guys that they're elite. There's elite talents on every team. And it's not just one or two guys. Like you said, you've played a lot of games in the TBT either before or now, who are you most excited to go up against? Um, I think we, we played against everybody. Um, you know, we haven't get, got to play overseas elite yet. Um, you know, you, that's, a, that would be a good challenge for us as well. Um, you know, Syracuse, we haven't played them. Marquette, we haven't played them. Those are uh, all talented teams that bring it every year and always have a huge uh, a roster. So, there will be uh, some big teams I would like to play against as well. Um, we played our we played Ohio State. Um, Not at a hundred percent, but that's okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but no, but seriously, wasn't that pops. wasn't that after wasn't that after Sully's wedding? In all seriousness. Yeah, it was. <laughs> if Sully was as I'm dedicated, if Sully guys. was as dedicated as Jordan, then he would have been there and they would have won. No, they wouldn't have won. He, Sully was there. Well, then, then who wasn't at full strength? A, a lot of guys either weren't there or were half there. Don't say that was a best best roster. No, <laughs> it was or wasn't. I'm agreeing with it was. you. They said yeah, that yeah. was their best no, roster. They had, the, the guys they were missing weren't. They weren't the biggest pieces, without a doubt. Hey, well, agree to disagree. Obviously, you guys were better. There's no doubt about that. You guys Jordan, were. Jordan, I'm going to ask you this, and I think, your, 
I think your question's going to be no one by the way you're you're answering that last question. So the bracket comes out tomorrow. Is there any team that you're like, I do not want to play those guys in the first few rounds? Not at all. Come on. Why even ask that? Not it was a all. layup. It was a layup question. What about what about the reverse of that? I know I already asked you teams you're excited to go against. Is there any players that you really want to shot at? Uh I feel like I played against most guys, like most of the guys. Um so I mean I wouldn't say would say is anybody like I'm looking forward to play against. I think it's more teams than I would individual yeah. wise, you know. So I can't really can't really speak on that. Um, that's probably the biggest thing, just certain teams. One specific individual we got to ask you about is your former teammate Jimmer Fredette. I know you have to be in contact with him. Yeah, that's my guy. And what's his deal? That's my guy, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. I don't, right. I don't. I don't. I don't. In my head, I don't think he's gonna play this year. Any more? Any more? Quarantine is kind of. You know, he just had a new. He just had a newborn and everything. And I know he doesn't get to spend a lot of time with with the family as as well. So that always comes first. Any new? Any new? Uh, or any more roster moves we can expect to see from the money team? Maybe. We got a few guys that we've been talking to and, and wanting to play, but you know, we got we only can have twelve guys, so. Like um, it just it just really depends on the guys that we have. Hopefully, everybody follows through and and, and whatnot, and we'll have to go from there. It's yeah. so important. You kind of talked about it. It's so important that it's not about you know accumulating all this talent. You got to make sure the pieces fit and that they want to they want the team's success. You yeah, because sure. I see I see a lot of talent on some of these teams. Like a bunch of them, but in my head, I'm like, yo, like, that's like five scores on the team. Like, there's not going to be enough basketballs. You know, you when when you're building a team, you have to have an actual team. Like, it's cool to have big-name guys and people that can really fill it up, but you also got to have them intangible pieces that is willing to play the defense, willing to rebound, or willing to just take the back seat and say, hey, whatever you guys need. Like, it's a lot of guys in the tournament but that maybe pride issues that don't want to take that back seat. Yeah, and that's what takes teams to the next level because every team is – we said it 100 times, every team is super talented. But teams sure. like, you know, even the team for debt, when I was I was in Columbus for those games, Carmen's crew, the Marquette team, they don't have the most talent. Like, you know, yeah. it's just – that's the truth. And they, they play together, they play hard, they play defense, and they they play together. Like they and they want to win. Yep. Exactly. And that's what takes – that's what – because every team is great, but only – 10 teams are elite, especially right, this year. It's probably sure. less than that. For sure. Hands down. How many of – This year is going to be tough, too, because a lot of – I don't. it's tough to tell guys to say you have to stay in this one location for this long, especially yeah. guys that make a lot of money and stuff. Like, they're like, oh, God, you're not about to tell me where I'm, what I'm going to do. Like, you really have to love playing basketball. And on top of, like – people have families as well. Like, if you have families, like, some people want us to be with their family, which I fully understand, like, so. It'll be interesting, because at least it's only, what, 10 days, you know? Yeah. And and not everyone's going to be there for 10 days, obviously. Right. Think about versus the NBA, which is, what, three months that you got to be in the bubble? I don't I mean, think that's, that's going to happen. I don't think you that's. don't think so? Really? What's your reasoning to that? I just, that's hard to tell somebody that they can't see their family for three months, especially with guys that make that type of money. Like, mm-hmm. Did you – is – if they there's no provisions in there where they can quarantine with their family? 
I thought I heard that. They, they were saying something like they can't come to the playoffs or something like that. But that might be yeah. two months in. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's – it's so hard. It's like the scale of – obviously, some of those guys don't need that money. But some guys do, you know? Yeah, of course. So, that's, that's hard. But, like, I think it's a little bit different than TBT just because they'll be quarantined. But, like, I heard from some of my friends, like, that they're going to have the golf course open for them and stuff. And, like, okay. they're going to be able to leave – Versus TBT, you're not – I mean, everything's going to be there for you. Like, you're not yeah. – me, I wouldn't be complaining. Some other guys, probably, which yeah, of is course. fine. Of course. And, and so, it's 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 obviously the TBT is not the NBA also. But, you know, it's – it'll be interesting because if the TBT bubble works for 10 days and that's an extreme, extreme bubble, I would think that enough guys would be able to sacrifice in the NBA to, to make it happen. I mean, people need basketball, you know? Yeah, for sure. Sports in general, man, it's been – it's been rough. Yeah. Here's here's what I'm kind of curious about with the NBA. So there's been rumors that if guys don't want to play, they'll be replaced with replacement players. And I think it can be guys who were either on rosters at any point this year or last year. And there's a fair amount of TBT players who were rostered either this year or last year. Do you think there's any room for a, a guy has a good couple of days, July 4th through the 8th, and then you hear an NBA team calling them from TBT? Um, I mean, it's always always a possibility. That's always – you always got to look at it as a possibility. Um, but at the same time, you don't want guys to go out there for TBT and say, I'm still I'm, – I'm using this as my platform to get to the league. Like, you still want them to play in the right system and everything, play the right way. But uh, it definitely could be a way for guys to get that call that they need or, or to get back in the league or just to get to the league. I think it's just exactly what you're saying. Like, you got to go in with the mentality of, I'm here for TBT. I'm here for this mm-hmm. team. If something else happens, whether that's an unbelievable contract in Europe or, you know, a, a two-way deal or, I mean, I don't even know if it's possible going to the bubble. Like, that's just gravy. You know, yeah, that's – and I think every, you know – I shouldn't say everyone, but everyone who's obviously there for the right intentions is going to agree with that. And we've talked about it before. It's that's what's going to separate teams is guys there for the right reasons, no hidden agendas or anything like that. So, you know, obviously I feel like things would be a little different in terms of who would be involved with TBT and stuff like that. If there was no quarantine, do you know how much Floyd was going to be involved with the team and potentially being there for any of the games if there was no quarantine? Um, hopefully, like, I mean, you know, with him, he he has his own schedule and it moves day by day. But I'm sure when it came down to it, hopefully we would have been a Vegas team and everything. He for sure would have showed up and, and sat on the bench and, and support because he, he loves basketball. So... Uh, he's super supportive about the situation. So, I'll, hands down, I'll probably, he would be there. I think next year, looking a little bit ahead, we have to – if you can roster 12 people, I don't know, in years past, it's like you pay an extra 1000 bucks to have an extra roster spot or whatever. I think it's safe to say we got to get him suited up. He doesn't have to go in, but we got to get suited up. I don't know if he – I don't know if he'll suit up. I don't know if he'll suit up. I don't know Let- about that. Let me ask you this, though, okay? So, Chris Paul is kind of another big-name GM booster sponsor for Team CP3. <laughs> this, is my, this is my question, okay? <laughs> Who's got a better chance of winning, Chris Paul in a fight against Floyd or Floyd in a one-on-one game to 12 against Chris Paul? Floyd. You Playing think? Playing basketball, for sure. 
that's not – I think I agree. Obviously, you would know better. But basketball and fighting is uh, – that's uh, – Two different things. And, at, least, and no, at least basketball, you, you, you might lose or something. But fighting, you might not wake up. Yeah, and, and no disrespect to uh, Chris Paul, but, I mean, Floyd's the best to ever do it. So, uh, you know, that's uh, got to be worth something. Also, uh, basketball, basketball, like, you got a chance to chuck it up and it goes in. That, there's nothing that, that doesn't equate to boxing. You can't just close your eyes and you, – You don't play it, boxing. So. You don't play boxing. What do you, th- <laughs> what do you think uh, Floyd, would think of, Floyd would think of Canton, Ohio? Probably the same thing I was thinking. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to go there. Probably what he would say. Nothing, nothing there for me. I wonder. You think Floyd's ever been to Ohio in general? I feel like there's yeah. nothing for Ohio. We've been. He. Um. We went to Cincinnati together, my hometown, and we went to like the preseason game uh, when they played at Xavier. Oh, there you go. Last. Floyd's last. Floyd. Ohio guy, clearly. My man actually owns a hotel in Cincinnati. Really. Mm-hmm. All right, last. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. No, I'm Which kidding. Which one? I'm kidding. Last, last Floyd question. If you sent him the Zoom link, would he hop in it? He probably don't know what Zoom is. <laughs> what if you gave him a call? You think he'd answer? Yeah, he would. He would definitely, definitely answer the phone. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw that. Throw that on him though. But if. I could definitely uh, ask him, uh, like if we was around, if he was here right now, he would jump in on the call right now. Like if he were, if I was next to him, he would definitely jump in on the call. He'd yeah, probably be. I got two knuckleheads on the on, on right. this interview with me for the TVT. He would, he would just hang on. <laughs> I I I'm I'm game to give it a try. <laughs> we'll, ha- we'll have to do uh, when I'm next. I'm around him. I'll send you guys a text and see if we can jump on a Zoom call. Yeah, Perfect. absolutely. That'd be cool. And when you uh, when you get to uh, when you get to Columbus when you're doing quarantine stuff, we definitely you're gonna have a lot of time on your hands. We'll definitely want to do interview round two for sure. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Grab we you a couple of the other guys, and you can pitch to us why uh, why the country should be TMT fans this summer. That's too easy though. You want to give us give us that answer right now? Why should if Andrew? Because you know my allegiance is for Carmen's crew, but more specifically for Big Axe because those are my teammates from college. Okay. okay. Pitch to Andrew, who's a he's a free agent. He's a TBT free, free agent. Why why should he be a, a who's on your list? Fan? Who's on your list? Well, let's see. Um, you know, I like the Carmen's crew guys because I grew up kind of an Ohio State fan. I like Team Hines. Marcus Denman went to Mizzou, and you know, I'm a big uh, heard that fan. We had a great interview with John Elmore, and John Elmore actually called uh, called Mike Tyson. So oh, yeah. Yeah. John Elmore. Mike Tyson still ain't did what Floyd did. John Elmore called Mike Tyson and uh then we had Fletcher McGee on and he called Tyson Fury. So you got a way to you got a way to one up those guys and then I'd be an automatic fan. See, you can't you can't be a fan off of just that. Yeah, that's so true. I didn't want to say it. You gotta be a fan fan. Well tell us why. Convince convince him. You got to be a fan of TMT, the money team, because we got great guys. We're bringing it. We're going to come to Ohio, where I'm from. We got this guy right here, Ohio State guy. <laughs> well, he's he's Ohio guy. So you got to join the team. This is like the second Ohio team. 
and you played for the charge and my dad's from Canton and my grandparents live in Canton. I think, I think I'm sold. And we got, we got, we got a good roster. We got a loaded roster. All right. I'll make you a deal right now. All right. Let's hear this. I'll make you a deal right now. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's Monday today. So I'll give you a week. If in my mailbox, I got some cool TMT gear by next Monday, consider me a fan, but I cannot be bought. That's not a bribe. That is being bought. That is. No, that's not. That's being gifted. That's That's being being gifted. I'll tell you what I can be bought. That I'll come out and say right away. So you said you said anything my way. It can be it can be TMT socks. Are y'all gonna be look? Well, y'all gonna be in Columbus? I live in Columbus, so I'll be. I don't know if I don't know if we're allowed to say what we're gonna be able to do or not. We're figuring it out. We're figuring maybe, it out. Maybe if if where, where, safety wise. Where are you gonna be at, Drew? I'm in Chicago, but we're hoping if safety permits it. We'll be able to see you guys and be be around things at some point, but there's no guarantees with everything that's going on. Uh, Even Joey, who's going to be down the street, may not be. Yeah, I literally. Maybe, maybe if y'all permit permitted to go, maybe I might have some socks for y'all. Oh, done deal. What you, what you got in the, what you got in them shoe boxes back there? <laughs> I got a little. I got a little issue. Little little sneaker issue. Yeah, I uh, I'm a big I'm a so I used to work for Nike so. I, okay. had, I I got some good Nike stuff. Why you working there? Uh, this past summer. Okay. Yeah. So um, that was a blast. Obviously, that was like childhood dream stuff. You know. I, bet. I mean, that. Have you been to the Portland campus? No, I have not. That it's it's like an amusement park, but just like if you like shoes. It's right. you know, Joey, you're talking you're talking your dream. You got the money team gear. Let me tell you what I want. I want some Puma gear. I want some Zell gear. That's a I want point. some T- I want some TBT gear. So I actually don't want the team money team gear. Send me <laughs> unless there's a little Puma logo on it or a Zell logo on it. I don't want it. I'm That's not. A good point. I'm, I'm tell, off. Puma, tell Puma to hook us up with some nice gear this year. Some TMT nice little collab, little collaboration. Well, that'd you be know- cool. You know that if, if you guys wanted to do that, that's a done deal. Yeah, I know. And we can talk we can talk talk off the air about uh about my little little sneaker sneaker problems. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So, so the last thing we always want our uh our guests to have the opportunity to do, if you have any questions for us, fire them away because we'll answer them for you right away. Did you lose us? Or are you thinking about questions? Hold on. What? I was listening to something else. Sorry. <laughs> I said, we like to do at the end, you know, we asked you a bunch of questions, right? <laughs> I don't know yeah, if you've been listening or not, but, we, but we've been asking you a bunch of questions. So it's your turn now. If you had any questions for us, we'll answer them all. Andrew will definitely answer them all. All right. All right. Let's have a little question to answer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who, who I, Who's your favorite for the team, the TBT? Not your your favorite yeah. team. Your I'll answer first. Team. I I've gone on record on the podcast saying that, and this was I'll say I'll be transparent. It was before you guys had made all your moves, and I'm sure you guys will have more moves. I went on record and said I think Bayheim's Army is probably the favorite this year, okay. because I my reasoning is they're as veteran as veteran can be in terms of their roster both in playing and TBT playing. And then also, I just think it's like their turn. You know, like all the alumni teams have come really close. They've been close. 
I don't know. I just think it's their turn. I don't know. That's just okay. that's my gut feeling. What about you? I got the I got the basic answer. I think if uh, Joe Johnson can play at the level we've seen him play in the last few years, I think overseas elite is going to be tough to beat on their way for their. I think it's their would be their fifth title. And I know that's kind of the easy answer, but when the Bulls were winning six in a row, you weren't picking anyone else. I could tell you that. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, sometimes the easy answer is the, is the answer you don't think too hard. But we do also. We do also say that Carmen's crew, they're the defending champs until beaten. So to, to not talk about them in the discussion. Well, <laughs> well that's, that's your line, Joey. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It's, to not talk about them would be, wouldn't be fair. But I think there are a lot of teams that, that can there's get it. Like eight, I think there's eight teams. There's eight teams that should be – they're the elite teams, and is you guys are one teams, of them. Is the eight teams you think a top eight team? You know what? I don't know because – they, I know that the TBT likes to do the whole uh, pit people against each other type of deal, you know? You know, whether it's having the big X team play Carmen's crew, Ohio State you against Ohio State. What you're going to get. Exactly. So, I don't know if those eight teams will necessarily be the top eight. Um, but I think that in my head, I have eight teams. The money team included, Carmen's crew included, Overseas Elite included, Bayheim's Army included. You guys can probably guess the other four, but, like, I, I think that they're – they have distinct advantages, whether it's veteran. Like, I think playing in the TBT, like, do or die is – that's not for everyone, you know? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people, they – like, that hasn't played, they think they it's like it. – it's to come in there, let me get warmed up and – Not out of the words. Hot, by then, the game over with. We talked to guys yesterday. We interviewed two guys from Everline Drive, and they didn't know what the Elam ending was. Like, you got to know – you got to have a strategy for the end of the game. Like, that's you a know? That's a Jordan, I, I – I think this too. I think if you guys, you know, if you guys had an opportunity to really get to play together and practice together and, and do more than just show up after a few months of quarantine, I think you guys would definitely be a top two, three favorite for the whole thing. Just but looking at the roster. Know, you don't know if we haven't been practicing with each other. Ooh. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> what we've been doing. All right. Well, but there's some guys that you just signed like two, three days ago that signed from different teams and stuff like that. We, we yeah, but together. this isn't this isn't the NBA. This isn't college. Like he could have been he could he could have been tampering guys for months before. TBT I, allows tampering. I could have been working out with the guy every day, and then so happened he said, "Ah, I'm gonna play." You never exactly. know. Exactly. But that's Ooh. but you you agree with me that like a team like Carmen's crew has an advantage over even the teams that are veteran because. They played college together. Like they, yeah, sure. that's it's like riding a bike for, for them. Sure. For sure, that's a huge advantage. For sure, hands down, hands down. And and two, like when the year when we Jimmer and us, we we just showed up. That was the first time us playing together, and it went pretty well. And it went pretty well. Jimmer showed up pulling up from fifty feet behind the three point line like he always does. I'm, I'm used. To, I played with him, so I'm used to that. I'm I actually gonna, I, when I I don't like. I don't want to toot my own horn. I don't get starstruck like super easily anymore after playing college basketball and being around so many guys like all the time and like being around Alex Meacham, you know, and stuff. But like, I, I was, when he ran out of the tunnel, like I was like, I was on my Snapchat videotaping and watching him warm up sitting courtside. Like, I was, oh man. I mean like, I mean like junior high Joey Lane would have killed to watch him play live. Listen, I never forget we was playing and I was on a court with him, 
and he must have scored at least 13 to 15 points straight when I was in the G League. And it got to a point where I would run to the corner and I forgot that I was on the court a few times. Like, I would just sit there like, you know, what oh. in the world, bucket. Oh, I got to get back. I got to get back. <laughs> That's so funny you say that because I have that exact same feeling, but for the wrong reason when I'm playing pickup with my teammates. Like, I get in the habit of running just like, corner to corner, you know, like up and down the court, not leaving the three-point line. And I'm like, ah, shoot, I, I'm i actually playing. Like, you know, it's that same feeling, but a little bit different because I'm not playing with Jimmer for that. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was definitely a fun time playing with him. I seen, seen him do some crazy things. He That is – he might be, like, the most underrated microwave guy of all time. Yeah, right? he, one, all, he, all he has to do is see one thing go in, just one time. He can miss 10 in a row and still shoot a 50-footer, and if it goes in, it is a problem. And, and it's it's incredible because, like, some people are like that, but, like, it's like mid-range, like, you know, post-up yeah. fadeaway. They don't care if they made eight. But he's shooting from the timeout hash. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Like a layup. I was, that was my matchup every day in practice. Like, every time I walked into practice, I told him at the beginning of the year, I said, yo, I'm guarding you every day in practice, and I'll pick you up full court every single day. And we used to go at it. And that's why you guys are, I mean, as close as you are probably, right? Yeah, that's my guy. That's my guy. Good man. Great guy. Great guy. What other What other questions do you have before we let you go? You want a Q&A. That, just, who, that was a long-winded answer. All right. Who's, who's your favorite fighter? My favorite? Andrew, you can go first. All right. Well, here's my question. Are we are we taking Floyd out of it? You pick who you want. Yeah, but I mean, whether if we say Floyd, you're going to think you were lying to you. And if we don't say him, then you're going to think. Oh, you, you got I your opinion. So. You got your opinion. You know, for a while, I really liked watching. I liked watching uh, Deontay Wilder. You know, I thought his because I'm I'm into the I'm into the showmanship. You know, I like watching the cool introductions and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Of course, of course. But watching the fighting and the skills, I like I definitely like watching Floyd. The quick, fast, short, powerful, you know, like but in terms of in terms of like from the start of the fight to the finish, unless it's a loss to Tyson Fury, I like watching Deontay Wilder. So there's my answer. Okay, okay. I Let me preface my answer with saying I'm not a big fight guy. Like, I'm just not. Okay. Um, I'm a big sports guy, so I follow it, you know? And also, truth be told, the only thing college athletes are allowed to gamble on is fighting because only sports – like, they tell us that in the meeting because you can't bet on anything that is funded by the, by the university, and there's no boxing team or UFC team, you know? Right. So – I remember before the McGregor Mayweather fight. You used to, so you used to bet in college, huh? No. You're, you're a big gambler? Now I am because I hey, wasn't allowed to. I'm wearing my shirt right now says I don't have a gambling problem, I have a competition problem. I'm wearing the the MJ. <laughs> it, it ain't hoodie. gambling it ain't gambling if you win. Exactly. That has been my life motto for so long. But, but in all seriousness, I didn't gamble during college because I you don't know me very well. I'm like so scared of that stuff, like so scared. But I scared of getting kicked off the team because I got my dream spot. Like I'm not doing yeah, it. Of course, yeah, yeah. But I did bet on the McGregor the McGregor Mayweather fight because our compliance lady was like, Hey guys, just so you know, you are allowed to do this. I'm like, Okay. And I bet money. on McGregor. You lost money for sure. I knew you Oh lost. yeah, but but there's no money to be made 
for a college kid betting on Floyd, you know? Why isn't it? Because I would have had to bet hundreds and hundreds of dollars that I didn't have to win 50. But you knew you were going to get your 50. You're right. But if some crazy reason McGregor would have won, that would have been nuts. But anyway, I digress. You were talking, you were saying that to the wrong guy. You're talking I about know, if I, I'm going to be honest, it's though. Free you money. appreciate that. I wouldn't lie. It, you know, it's free money. I, I understand, it's but it's money. not a, even if it was two dollars, it's two dollars you didn't have before. <laughs> You're right. But is two dollars enough to get me excited? Probably not. That's what that's what I was thinking. If you say I won, you was more excited to say I lost. <laughs> I was more excited of the story, like, hey, man, but how crazy would have been if it happened? <laughs> you, was, you was the one in the billions. Hey, anyway, my answer, my answer to your question is when Andy Ruiz won that fight. That was crazy. That was so insane. That, like, was, that shocked me. I'm a big uh, Barstool fan. So, like, I listen to part of my take a lot, and they talked about that fight for an entire episode, and I've never laughed harder because this dude is – I mean, he's an incredible athlete, obviously, but does yeah. he look like one? No. Uh, that's what's crazy. He he shocked the world. Exactly. And if you can shock the world, like, that's good enough for me, especially as a guy that I only know him because it, it was such a huge deal. You know, like, it, I don't like I don't bat an eye when these other, you know, when the UFC's happening every Saturday night, I couldn't tell you one guy. But I can always, I will never forget Andy Ruiz. Never, yeah, ever. crazy. Jordan, I, I'm, I'm throwing it back. I got a, I got a qu- question for you slash comment. So my favorite kind of boxing, my favorite boxing highlight, I think it's when Floyd is against uh, Pacquiao and Pacquiao is trying to. Get hurt, Tapu. Sorry about that. <laughs> I think it's when Floyd is again, is, is fighting Pacquiao and Pacquiao's throwing a bunch of punches and Floyd's just dodging them saying, nope, 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 nope. So, do you have a moment in boxing, and, and whether it can be Floyd or not, that you were like, that was a cool moment. I'm going to remember that moment for the rest of my life. Oh, that's crazy. Because I've been, I've been around boxing so long, actually going to fights. Um, man. Do you have a favorite Floyd fight, maybe? That might be a better question. I, I mean, definitely the, the Pacquiao, how everything was just – it was in a. It was like an a crazy event. Like it was a. It was like a holiday. Yeah. Like it was nuts. Even the McGregor. I was. I was at the McGregor fight. And how every like how Vegas is when like when Floyd fights, like Vegas turns to something else. Like it's a whole thing. Like a whole deal. It becomes like, the capital. All the eyes on the of the world. It's are on crazy. It. And I think. I mean, I think the cool thing too about some things is just like. Um, the behind the scenes stuff, like when you when you watching him train, like my man's training at four o'clock in the morning, like and just being in the gym sometimes when it's just it's just us in there and like them talks and stuff like that are the stuff like I probably remember most about certain fights. Um, but then like uh, I remember when he fought Berto, his uh Berto's uh family was in a crowd like yelling at Floyd and stuff, and Floyd. Looked over and winked at him and stuff, saying he can't touch me, like little stuff like that. Like that's crazy. That's that's why boxing is. So, I mean, like I wish I was into boxing because the showmanship. Like there's just. I mean, like you think about some of the legends of sports in general, and a handful of them are boxers. Whether it's Muhammad Ali, Floyd, Mike Tyson, like those dudes are 
they transcend sport. Like they're not just. Yeah, you have to be. A, you have to be like. You have to really be a. To me, a, one you got to be like a people's person. Like you have to be. Like you can be the greatest fighter in the world, but if you don't have no personality or pe- people person, like you're not gonna get to that next level. Like you have to have some. Even if you're the bad guy, right. you That's still you have to have money. some type of charisma. That's how those guys. I am convinced that half of them. Obviously, I can't speak for Floyd. It's they're as good of boxers as they are. They're good actors because they can't. They can't really mean everything that they're saying. It's, it's like they got it on a sheet of paper right outside the screen, and they're just going down the list. It's crazy. Some like when you around Floyd, sometimes like some of the stuff like you be like, oh, this man is like just twenty four seven. It's crazy. Jordan, something that I think is funny about boxing is when you watch a fight with a bunch of people that have no clue about boxing, and they'll That's be, me. yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, Floyd for sure won that round," or like, "No way, he won that round." I'm always sitting there. I'm like, "Dude, you have no clue who <laughs> won that round." I'm like, "The only people that actually know are the fans that are diehard fans and the judges that are actually scoring the fight." Yeah, like people, even, with, yeah. it's even times when like it's probably fighters that be like, "Oh yeah." He definitely won, and then they get to the cards, and it's completely different. Like, it's it's so it's so crazy when it comes to boxing, and even even me as a fan, like when I'm watching sometimes, and somebody throw a punch, I'm like, oh, if that would have hit you, champ, like you <laughs> done. But then on my head, I'm like, he, I know he's seen the punch and moved out the way, but I still like my stomach drops and everything watching him fight. Have you ever sparred with him a little bit? No, 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 no. Why? But like, never what? like. I got I nothing know. to prove. I'm pi- I know, but I'm picturing you guys like shooting around and then just like, I don't know. I don't I mean, not a, not I know that my teammates like we would I mean, it's fake, but yeah, yeah, like, in the locker room. That's that's different. But but those are my best friends, you know? So it's like the same I don't know. I don't know. Obviously they're not Floyd Mayweather, so I mean, you he know. Might, he might throw a little fake punch or something, but you can hear it. Like you'll hear like, "Oh." Oh yeah, and your stomach would be in your shoes. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't want <laughs> to smoke with that. Jordan, my my last question, all right? Despite the recent retirement, do you think we see a Mayweather-McGregor round two? Yes, I think so. I don't know anything, and I think so. I, so is that going to be breaking news on SportsCenter tomorrow that you I just said so. that to I us? To me, to me, I think it's all a – like, I think he – McGregor retired – just building – they're both coming out of retirement to fight each other. Like, it's all a, it's all a buildup. That's that's me personally. I know for for sure he's having expedition fights. I know that for sure. Um, I want to say he's having one in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I I heard one like in Japan or something too. He just had one in Japan okay. uh, not too long ago. Um, so he's for sure having a couple of those. But he's in shape. That's what you're saying. He's ready. Yeah, yeah he's in shape. We've been last the last week. We've been running every day about eight miles. With a sweatshirt on and sweatpants, is that, that's what boxers do, right? Yeah, you got to break that sweat. <laughs> All I know about boxing is is Rocky and Creed. That's it. <laughs> so you're one of the guys that would be yelling during the fight saying he won that round, he won that round, huh? No, Joey? No, Joey, oh. not you. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I'm always – I'm like you, Andrew. I am – I like – if me and my buddies are, like, watching UFC fight or whatever because there's no other sports on, we'll – uh, they'll be yelling like we got. We had to have won that fight, and I'll be sitting there like, guys, we have no idea. You know that, and they'll be like, yeah, you're right. We have no idea. And then we, and then that third round, like we're sitting there like, it's a pretty cool feeling, honestly, when you have no clue, like you're just, like you feel like you're in the, like you're 
you're in it, you know, like, it's, I, not, it's you like, know every, I mean. like mostly every fight, like I have so many like friends and really like really close friends that fight and everyone like I'm sitting there like just locked to the thing and after each round, like I stand up walking back and forth, like, <laughs> I guess I'm so nervous the entire fight. It's crazy. It's crazy because it's, and it's pretty quick too, you know, like, yeah, it really is. Before you know it. I, I, if I can't, I can't even imagine because if I am walking around sweating, like, like I can't even imagine what you guys probably feel. You're probably, oh my god, that's just insane. It is. It's crazy. All right, Jordan. Thank you. This has been a blast. In the next uh, couple days, we're expecting uh, a video from Floyd saying, "Check out Inside TVT." We're expecting a couple pairs of socks, and we're expecting tickets to the next. Vegas fight, which may be in 2025, but the three of us will be there. We'll be watching the money team coming to a pay-per-view event near you this summer. Just kidding. It's all on ESPN. <laughs> Jordan Crawford, thank you. This has been a blast. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. We hope you guys enjoyed those interviews. And you're really going to enjoy the next couple episodes of Inside TBT because the next episode features a coach who's maybe one of the best coaches of all time, definitely one of the best coaches this year in TBT. All right, a bunch of other good players in it. And then after that, next week, all the way ready on next week, we got some more good interviews. We actually have our first matchup interview where we're going to have two different interviews between guys that are playing each other in the first round. They're not going to be talking to each other, but we're – I think we may switch our pick of who wins that first-round game depending on who gives a better interview. I just can't get over the fact that I had so much fun interviewing Jordan Crawford, man. Like, that was such a blast. I, we, I know literally next to nothing about boxing, and I just – and I now I love the sport. I like yeah. – it's so funny. Like, I have a vested interest, like, in, in Floyd Mayweather now, it seems like. And I was not – I wasn't a fan of Floyd Mayweather because I wasn't a fan of anyone, you know? I, I legitimately thought when he asked us who our favorite boxers were that if we didn't say Floyd, Floyd was going to, like, show up behind us and want and to beat us up. But I, I think what's cool about Jordan Crawford and what was cool about that interview is we legitimately said who we thought was our favorite fighter, and he was like, yeah, man, he's cool. He's great. He's can't good. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I, I, don't think he liked, I don't think he liked when you said that you bet on uh, McGregor. That was – that was funny. But he was being honest about all that stuff. And, yeah. like, I'm not just going to – I mean, it's funny. Like, I did it as, like, a joke. Like, a, there's no chance this happens, but if it does, how cool would that be? Speaking of no chance it happens, but if it does, how cool would that be? The Jordan Crawford interview part two for Inside TBT featuring Floyd Money Mayweather. Yeah, that would be insane. I – I yeah, I think we're going to do something with Jordan in some capacity. The dude is just – he's great. Uh, I think, like, whether it's via Zoom or if we're lucky enough to somehow be at the tournament some way, somehow, who, next to impossible, but who knows, um, doing something with him would be great because I think he's just he's, – he's awesome and he's, and he's hilarious and he, he just gets it. Yeah, this was a this was a fun episode. Makura and uh, and Gates were great too. Everline Drive is a, has become a staple of the tournament. You know, we joked with them that back when they were little kids, back in 2014, Sports Illustrated called Everline Drive the worst team in TBT. 
because it was just a bunch of me and my friends. I will, I will not group Joey in there. It was just a bunch of people like me and my friends, not actually. But now it's, it's cool to see a team that I think with the bracket coming out, they're officially the only team to have been in in all seven years. Yeah. I, I, you guys heard us say our predictions about all the stuff going on and um, all the teams advancing. I, we couldn't just like, first of all, no one would listen or care if we went through the entire bracket. That's just nonsense. Like, I barely listen to like Seth Davis and Clark Kellogg when they go through the whole bracket and make their picks, you know, like in the NCAA tournament, you're like, who knows what's going to happen? Like, there's no point in trying to predict that. Granted, I love Clark Kellogg, OSU alum. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. The court has been placed down at Nationwide Arena. The TBT court. Founder, co-founder John Muger has just tweeted it. Breaking news, the court is on the court. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> back to what I was saying. I, I We will be making more predictions in the next episodes, but we just decided we kind of want to go round by round, like breaking it down. Um, you know, it's impossible for us to try and predict this tournament because we don't even know if these teams are all going to be in it. Like we talked about some teams that are um, the, the uh, alternate teams, whatever. Like, But I, I'm so excited. We could have talked about that bracket for four hours. Um, we wanted to try and cut ourselves off, but just know we'll be breaking it down more in, in episodes to come. Yep, and we hope we see you guys next week. We'll hear you guys next week. Actually, we'll hear you guys on Thursday. Our next episode, you're going to want to listen to it because it may or may not include interviews. Spoiler alert, it does. If you're still listening right now, tweet us at Andrew Zolden, at Joey Smoke 14 at InsideTBT, and we'll see you guys Thursday.